Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We're joined today by Eric Weaver, a top producing real estate agent and broker at Reedy Creek Realty in North Carolina. Eric is a former chief of police and since 2006 has been helping people buy and sell real estate in his local market, the Triangle area of North Carolina. Eric's knowledge and expertise, along with his negotiating skills, have helped his clients obtain the best price for their listings in the least amount of time and for the best terms. Eric has had a winning track record in real estate and joins us today to share his experience on how agents can best help owners to sell their homes on the terms they need to succeed. Now, let's welcome Eric to the call as we join our host, Tim Harris. So, Eric, welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio. I sincerely appreciate you being my co-host today. I have to admit that I love doing interviews, especially interviews with fantastic agents like you, but extra so because you're also a great coaching client of ours. So thank you for your time today, and thank you for being my co-host. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. It's uh, certainly a pleasure to have you uh, as my coach. Uh, I have learned a great deal from you. It's uh, just uh, amazing what you think you know in real estate as opposed to what you know when you talk to somebody who's been there, done that, and done more than you. Well, I appreciate that. So tell the uh, listeners about your market. Give us uh, an insight of what happened because you were you came from, uh, I mean, after your law enforcement career, you actually, you know, when you were in real estate, you've done quite a few, you've worn many different hats. You've been the individual practitioner, you've had a brokerage, you've done distressed, you've done normal real estate. So you've been one of these agents that's been a chameleon, which is smart because you've essentially taken advantage of the market that was presented to you. So give them, give our listeners kind of a, maybe a 30,000-mile view of what you've been doing in the past, say, 15 years. Oh, well, the past 15 years is, is uh, I guess I, I am the last of the Renaissance men, Tim. I have done all sorts <laughs> of different things before I got into real estate there. I owned a computer store back in the day. I was a policeman, all the way from a patrolman to a police chief. I have uh, installed radio systems for folks. It's... Uh, just amazing the the amount of different things I I, I have done that uh, I ran for state house uh, had taught criminal justice at the at the undergrad level uh, it's great stuff because all of this stuff it kind of comes back to real estate because of what is so important is being able to talk to people various stations of life there and I think that my background of talking to people and selling them things or helping them has really really helped with that. Uh, now yeah. we actually own our own brokerage. I started out as an individual practitioner, uh, actually working for a, a local Remax franchise. And love Remax. I know you used to be a Remaxer. Great, great uh, franchise. Uh, but I'm more. I've got an independent beat. I like to do things my own way. So that's what it naturally graduated to to owning my own brokerage here and being able to control my own destiny. Why did you originally get into coaching? Because you obviously are a self starter. You're somebody that has been successful at many different things, a renaissance man, and I would agree with that statement. So why is it that you decided to get into coaching? 
Well, Tim, what it amounts to is that, uh, I, and I can find myself sometimes having a big ego. I've got to knock myself down off a perch every now and then because I, I, I get to thinking, even though it's obviously clear that I don't know it all, I get to sometimes feeling like I do once I get a grasp on something. And the the truth is is that I ran into that the reason that I that I got up with Harris uh, real estate uh, university was because I ran into a situation that I thought I had in the bag. I mean, I knew I had a good listing. I knew I had that in the bag. Knew that everything was good, but uh, they listed with somebody else. And I think every agent listening here at some point in their career has had that story. And you know what? That's not the first time it happened to me, but it was a light switch that's saying, hey, maybe my skills are not as perfect as I think they are. Maybe what I am doing is not as good as what it could be. And so I had to, I had to beat myself up and swallow my pride a little bit and say, hey, I need to go somebody that knows more than I do and has made more money than I do and has been more successful and try to do things their way or, or a way that they recommend there instead of just relying on me beating my own head against the wall. Well, so I appreciate that. So you, but let's be honest, Eric. Um, it wasn't just a flip of a switch. You didn't just come to the first coaching call and say, "Okay, I get it. I'm a reformed man. I totally and completely am an open book. You're gonna, you know, I'm just here as a sponge." I mean, it was. It is normal, especially. You know, it's it's funny what you were saying. I pr- really appreciate the fact that you drilled down on the fact that, you know, you're realizing that you need to update your skill set. You need to update your approach. You need to update your presentations. You need to have a pre-listing pack. You need to figure out basically how to succeed in this market because that is a usual uh, normal problem a lot of successful people have. They'll plateau. They'll get to a certain level, and they'll say, okay, why am I not earning more money? Why am I not improving? Why am I not? And you do need to bring in um, a coach. You do need to start looking outside of yourself, outside of your market oftentimes for ideas that's going to help to take you to the next level. But so the ebb and the flow, the back and the forth, I and mean, eventually you basically decide to completely um, – you know, accept the path that, you know, we've been on together for a while. But I'm just curious, the back and the forth in your head, what was causing that? Why didn't you 100% commit even from the first coaching call? Well, Tim, and and you are one of the few people that's actually gotten me to actually uh, figure this out. But it, a lot of it is misplaced ego, why we don't listen to somebody else. And that certainly was the case in mine. Tim, I have been the expert as far as I've taught in the police academy, I, I'm the one up there teaching uh, criminal justice classes or when I teach a concealed handgun class or something. By God, I've got to have the uh, idea that I know that I'm the expert in, that I can tell them straight. And it's hard to shuck that when it's not the case in another area of my life. Now, I defy you to challenge me on some of the stuff that uh, that I have taught for years and years and years because I have done so much research and I, have, and I do know my stuff. But that, that actually, I, I threw that onto real estate uh, when it was not the case. That, I, that the truth is that there are people like yourself that have better skills and that can teach me things. That it, it, it was a tough nut to swallow to actually get my pride off of that. And I don't know why it was, but it, it is. And it, it took me some time to, to rationalize myself to that because I'm just not used to doing it. Well, so credit where credit is due, right? When you had that epiphany, when you had that listing that you had in the back, when you had that experience where they hired someone else um, over you, what nine realtors out of ten will do is they'll basically rationalize it away. Oh, the other agent gave them a lower commission. Oh, the other agent told them a higher sale price. Oh, the other agent had some sort of, you know, the level, the playing field wasn't level somehow. And they try to rationalize the fact that they lost 
um, opposed to internalizing it and saying, okay, I need to get better. So to well, your credit, that's, that's the huge, that right there was a, a light bulb that I hope everyone can at least relate to. I'm sorry, you were about to say something? Yeah, I was going to say there that there, and sometimes it's not a level playing field, and we do lose it for stuff that uh, that maybe we couldn't anticipate. But it doesn't help you as far as improving yourself to rationalize things, because then you're just going to do the same thing the next time and rationalize that. You're not going to get the results that life could possibly be giving you if you keep doing the same thing. You get the same results over and over. And in, intellectually, we all know that. But it's hard to internalize it with some of us, especially those of us that, that, that have a great deal of, uh, of ego with us. And I, I think that's most of us that actually have the, the drive to get into real estate, to go out there and put ourselves out and put ourselves in front of somebody that could say no to us. I mean, it's, it, it's something you've got to build yourself up to that. So it, it, it's tough to, to knock yourself off that long enough to improve. Uh, now I've embraced that there, that uh, I've got scripts, I've got notes, I've got all sorts of things tacked up all around here by my prospecting desk that uh, this looks like a shrine to the the, the Harris Real Estate uh, University here with this stuff because it's better than what I came up with myself. So why do you think that it's more uh, the ego, you brought that up, Why? Do you, and I think that's valid too. So and guys, if you want to research more about ego, we've done a radio show on this. Um, there's a great, uh, I think it was maybe two, three months ago, and the title of the radio show is, in essence, Psychological Fear Versus Real Fear. Go back and listen to that. It's a great, great show. Helps you guys kind of sort of deep dive into the process of sort of introspection about what's holding you back. Um, but, Eric, why is it that when you were successful at so many different things, and it sounds like most of, the, most of the things you became successful at, you were able to become successful at, for the most part, doing it on your own, learning it on your own. I think I heard you say you, you know, you're a researcher. Why is it that for this particular thing you decide you need outside help, whereas you didn't necessarily for the other things? Well, here's here's the deal that uh, I actually was a um, real estate coaching essentials, uh, as you recall, uh, guy there to start with, because I said, you know what, yeah, Tim's got some good stuff, and Julie, they've got some good stuff, but by God, uh, yeah, I'm Eric Weaver. I can go in there and look at their stuff, and by next Tuesday, I'll be having the same success that they do. And the truth is that mm. it. it uh, it's daunting to do that. There's so much material. Uh, what do you do first? What do, what is the most important? What are the nuances about it? That uh, I mean, it's great, great stuff. But I tried that for a while, and I realized that just on my own, without accountability, I was not going to actually do as well as if I had somebody that was leading me through and somebody that was holding me accountable for doing the actions that make me money. That's why I'm here. Now, I love helping people with real estate. I mean, you know, I love helping people as a policeman, but the reason I'm here is to build some wealth for me and my family while I'm helping folks there. And if I can do that uh, 10% better or 50% better or 100% better, that, that's, that's worth it entirely to me. So Inman did it, and we hear accountability, right? Accountability is a word that a lot of people use when they say they're looking for coaching. And there's obviously lots of different forms of accountability. And truthfully, accountability really takes many, many different forms just according to who the client is, right? Sometimes it's hardcore. Sometimes it's the hardcore, never approving 1950s father accountability. You know, other times (laughs) it's basically you have to take you have to take a little bit more of a you know an amiable approach to it. But what does accountability mean to you? I mean, accountability is from a third party for someone who's an independent self-starter, self-learner, Renaissance man, right? I mean, someone like you, accountability from a third party, somebody that you don't really know, 
uh, just a voice barking at you every week over the phone. T- tell me about that. Walk me through that. Well, that I'll be honest you? with. Well, I'll be honest with you that uh, that uh, someday when I already have the, my millions in the bank and have some time, maybe I want to research the psychology behind exactly why that is. But I can tell you here, uh, once you get into a coaching relationship, you don't want to disappoint your coach. At least that's that's what I find. Uh, and you know, it, it's it's, but it actually became secondary to me that I didn't want to disappoint myself and my family and the people that are counting on me here. That uh, just because you actually said, Eric, would you agree? You, you, you didn't ever make me do anything I didn't agree to do. Would you agree with that? <laughs> I like how you're asking me a question. Very good, Mr. Weaver. Uh, yeah. Yes, I would say. But and, but if we're being honest here, since we're having a, a frank conversation, many times the things you were agreeing to, I knew they were good, the best thing for you to do. You wouldn't have normally agreed to them had they had had I not walked you into agreeing with them. You wouldn't have just overtly at the start of a call, and I'd asked you to do something. You would you know there was some coaching into you agreeing, right? Oh, absolutely, and good coaching at that. But the, the idea is that once I gave my word to that, I, I wrapped my mind around it. Uh, I, I had to do it. I had to do it. Come uh, you know, hell or high water. Uh, and again, someday when I have time on my hands, I'll understand that psychology perhaps better. But it's true. The fact that I told uh, Tim Harris that hey, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. If it turns out that uh, uh, barring a, a you know tornado or locusts or something like that, that I didn't do it. That means that I've probably told you uh, some sort of untruth. Maybe well, see, lied that goes to you. Back to, well, well, that goes back to integrity, you see. So when, yeah. you, when you know, somebody like you, that means something. That has value. And, and that's true for most people, right? They make a commitment to something, they're going to they're see it through. And um, when, they, when they made the commitment to something and they're going to see it through, especially if they, can, you know, if they understand the clear benefits of the commitment that they made. And, and that's the reason, that, Eric, ultimately, that's the reason, uh, that's when accountability, how, why it works for you is because you have integrity. Um, and uh, coaching clients listening, you guys got to get that really clear in your head. When you make a commitment to something, um, and hopefully, you know, you're working with your coach and the coach is signing you homework after every uh, coaching call that's basically in alignment with the coaching call you just had and the goals that you're moving towards. Commit to something that you're willing to do. You know, if you're not, if if the coach is trying to say, well, listen, make, you know, 10 contacts, and you're really only going to make three, and then, you know, you're, that's going to lord over you that you didn't make those extra seven, but you knew you could make three, well, then, you know, you, you tell your coach, listen, I, I would love to make 10, but I know I can only commit commit to three. That way you'll know you'll have done what you said you were going to do uh, week over week, and you'll feel a lot, ba- a lot better about it. So, Eric, I'm curious. Um, of all the things that you had to implement in your business to become wildly successful like uh, you and your, your uh, business partner are now, um, what was the hardest thing? Like, So since you started uh, in our program, what was the hardest thing for you to wrap your mind around? I'm curious. Okay, Tim, the, the reason I got into this whole thing was because I am my own man. I do my own thing, Tim, and, and, and nobody with a last name Harris or not is going to tell me that i got to keep a schedule. Oh, but wait a minute. If I want to be successful, if I want to be successful, by God, I've got, there's some things I've got to do every day or real close to it. Uh, it it's putting myself on a schedule and being intentional about what it is, uh, about setting some goals and then working backwards from there so that I can set my schedule to, to uh, attempt to, to get those goals and actually attain them. Uh, that you don't have, most of us don't have people just knocking down our doors to say, hey, 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 here's a briefcase full of money, sell me a house. We have to go out and get them. Uh, it, it's a question of, of being a, a meat eater, a carnivore, instead of a, you know, a grass eater that's just waiting for something to happen. Uh, with, the, with the lead, yeah, well, that's it. 
that uh, that we've got uh, to do actually go out there and do lead generation. And if you don't schedule it every day, we won't do it. But we won't do it adequately. We won't do it to the point that that we can get enough business going on to support ourselves the way we want to do to make our goals. So that the okay, fact so you, is that that, that the well, schedule said, is in everything. You said two things that are really important, Eric. You said the importance of a schedule. So I want you to share with the listeners what your schedule is. And and you guys did hear that the idea of him having a schedule, whereas he's been as you know basically been doing his own thing for a long time, his entire adult career, he basically has never necessarily had to. I mean, maybe he's had a schedule, but it's been of his own choosing. So the schedule that he has now is of his own choosing, but it's not necessarily something he would have chosen uh, on on his own independently. But because he's getting results from a schedule, then obviously he's sticking to it. So I want you to tell me about your schedule. And the other thing you said that's really important is I want you to share with me, you said, with intention. So drill down on what your schedule is and then drill down on what with intention means. Well, the intention is what do I want to do? Uh, and it goes back to actually some teaching that uh, that one of my mentors in law enforcement said is that hey, when when policemen get in trouble, it's because they just show up and they start doing stuff. There's nothing intentional about it. That's where they actually start doing the wrong stuff because they didn't think it through ahead of time. It's the same thing with this. Is what is drilling down to what actually leads me to consummating some transactions that leads to commission checks that leads me to be able to pay my bills to take care of my family to do the the things that I need to do what leads to that well you work backward from there to figure out what actually makes you money in real estate and and you and Julie put it more succinctly than I ever did uh you know you've got lead generation of follow up that leads to appointment settings uh you, you have you're going on appointments you're presenting offers you're negotiating deals and you're closing deals now, real estate has 50 million other things other than that that don't make you any money. So that if I want to make some money, I've got to put the, the smart stuff first. I've got to put the things that will make me money on first base and do those first. And then, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with this, you know, having somebody schedule a termite inspection or something like that. That comes later. When my energy is, 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 is at its peak in the morning, I'm making the phone calls. I'm, I'm setting my appointments. And... We'll take care of the other stuff that's not as important, that's not revenue-producing as we can. That uh, so, The other big thing, so, so, thing I found is well, getting so, an assistant to do all that. Yeah, absolutely. So with intention, right? So you said basically yeah. you talked about scheduling. You talked about what's taking priority in the morning. Now, yes, and I love what you said about police officers get themselves in trouble when they're basically just showing up. And then essentially that means that they're not really focused in drilling down you know, with regards to, it's one thing to stick to a schedule. It's one thing to say, make contacts. It's another thing to make contacts with the intent of setting an appointment. It's another thing on top of that to make contacts with the, set of, and the intent of setting an appointment that you're going to pre-qualify, right? So Absolutely. As, as far as peeling back all those layers to get to the real essence of what it was that your you know, purpose and intent was, helping others and making money and, and doing with your daily efforts with intention. Did that come naturally or did it take you a while to realize that your level of intensity with the activities you were doing had to increase? Well, it, it uh, was apparent after I started to trying to even distill that as to what makes money in real estate there. And again, you guys helped me by actually putting it down in brass tacks exactly what it is. That uh, as opposed to just being busy, we all any of us can get busy, but with the uh, is busy doing stuff that doesn't produce revenue and it ultimately doesn't bring you any happiness. Uh, maybe some of it needs to be done, but it's uh, but uh, we can waste an entire day 
doing things that don't bring any happiness to anybody, especially ourselves, and don't bring any revenue in. So it's just the fact that, that we laid out what actually makes you money in real estate, and I can concentrate on that and let other stuff fill in around it. That, that's the magic, uh, the secret sauce for me. So one of the pillars, one of the things that we try to get everyone to understand is that the secret to long-term ever-improving success, and Eric, I know you know what I'm about to say, is doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Doing what you don't want to do, listeners, when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Now, I know coaching students are laughing because they've heard us say that so many times. But guys, please, please internalize that. Never forget that. Get the tattoo, okay? Doing what you oh, don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Go ahead. That uh, Well, here's the deal. That uh, And I don't know if you had a father like mine, but... Mine always used to say things like, the only uh, place that success comes before work is in the dictionary. And we get into trouble, and that's true. We get into trouble when we're chasing that magic bullet where we can make tons of money in real estate without expending any effort, without leaving the office, without doing anything other than writing a check to somebody, and then all of a sudden the uh, HUDs and the, uh, the commission checks will just show up. The truth is that this is hard work, but it, it, the, the amount of work versus the amount of return is astounding. That, uh, that when you look up, if, once you get good at this stuff, if you, if you try to figure out your, your uh, effective hourly rate, uh, it makes you embarrassed. Uh, it's, you, you wouldn't want to tell your mama there. You'd be so embarrassed. It, it, it's just a wonderful thing. And you're helping people, and everybody's got a smile on their face when you're done because you've helped them. That, but but it is work. It is work. It, it's it doesn't just happen to any great amount of success by just sitting around waiting for someone else to 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 come uh, to you and give you some money. It it just doesn't. It's not predictable that way, and and most of us uh, can't make a living doing that. You know, this seems like a, an obvious you know common sense type question, but why do you think that so many agents are so? Uh, I don't even know what the word would be without sounding harsh. But why are there so many agents out there that reject the idea or think that they can somehow skip the work stage, skip the learning stage, skip the uh, becoming a true professional stage, skip having to knowing how to learn how to, um, you know, lead generate independently without having to buy leads? Why is it that so many agents believe that that's viable long term? Help me understand. Well, well, here's the deal, and just coming from my own thing, is that uh, I, I'm naturally pretty decent at talking to folks. People like me, I'm a lovable little fuzzball, I can't help that. And there's some level of business just comes naturally by doing that. And, again, when I first got in the business, this market was just, just going like gangbusters, Tim, before everything, before people heard the word subprime uh, on, on TV. It was, and basically, you have a license, you don't insult them, you're selling a house. It, this was, it was an amazing thing. So it gets you to start thinking, well, hey, that's the way it's going to be always and everywhere, and I don't have to build my skills. I just show up, drink my coffee, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a seller, there's a buyer, let's go make some money. The truth is is that as markets get more competitive, uh, you can differentiate yourself by being the one that works hard and leave that other guy there sitting around uh, at the coffee machine wondering what happened. And so the, I want to be the guy that's making things happen as opposed to the guy that's, uh, that's uh, watching everybody else make things happen or doesn't even know that there's things happening. It's uh, it, it, and agents also are pitched with so many things. I mean, I've got uh, I've probably got everybody that ever pitches some sort of a silver bullet approach. There has probably got my email and my phone number and everything because I hear lots from them. Hey, this is a thing, a secret to do uh, forty closings in the next two months without any effort. Uh, and and people so much want that silver bullet. This is human nature to not want to work hard. 
if we don't have to, but people want those silver bullets. And, and the truth is, you, you can find some little niche that might do a little bit for a while, but long term, it requires work. Everything you does. Know, I, ha- I have never had a conversation with an Asian Eric, and I'm sure you haven't either, where they didn't know that they were uh, what we call silver bullet chasers, right? They they yeah. knew that they were, but you know, you, sometimes you have to point it out to them. And, and guys, it's a hard conversation to have because it requires you to sort of be honest with yourself about your wanting to avoid what we're talking about, which is good old fashioned work. This is the kind of conversation that you know. This is practical, useful, like common sense almost information that we're passing along to you guys. But you know, the reason that it gets easier and it does get easier is because when you get really good at your skills, when you get really good at having conversations that are designed to drill down and pre-qualify and set an appointment, when you get really good at setting regular listing appointments every single day, when that just becomes who you are, when you're no longer confused about where your time should be spent, when you're no longer uh, you know, wooed by the latest shiny silver bullet, you know, internet lead generation, whiz bang, social networking, whatever, when you just accept the fact that there is really at the end of the day only a handful of things that are going to put money in your pocket the quickest. There, There's other things, but really at the end of the day, guys, I mean, we teach you over 50 different lead generation ideas, but everybody needs to, or at least, you know, we're going to do our best uh, to talk you into mastering the core basic ones because they're the most effective. But they do require the most skill. They do require the most psychological, um, you know, you guys are going to have to basically accept the fact you're salespeople. Again, we've done a radio show, two radio shows on that. So go back and listen to those radio shows. You're going to have to accept the fact that you will have to learn to present. You will have to learn how to overcome objections. You will have to, you know, Dr. Phil, some of your sellers, because emotionally they're going to be kind of a wreck because this is a big stressful thing. You do have to learn all those things. But, guys, here's the thing. You only have to really learn it, you know, once, really master it once. And then after that, you reuse these skills day after day after day after day. I mean, you know, it's doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. And the other thing is, another tattoo for all of you, is repetitious boredom pays off. So it's okay being bored. It's okay um, keeping a schedule, even though you'd rather be playing golf. It's okay to be doing um, things that other agents that you know aren't doing, because that's the only way you're going to live a life that other people never will. Have experiences that they won't. Be able to buy things for your family that they can't. Have a quality of life that other people just dream about. It's because you just embrace the fact that at the end of the day, your highest and truest purpose is of being of service to other people. That's ultimately what this is all about, guys. If you don't have the lifestyle, if you don't have the stuff, if you don't have the fill-in-the-blank that you want in your life, it's simply for the fact that you have not embraced the fact that more comes to you when you have services that more people are willing to pay for. So learn how to provide a higher level of service to more people, and people will beat a, a, you know, a path to your door. That The laws of success, the success formulas, there's all these different you know, books and such that have been written about this, but it's all very practical and all does come back down to being okay with accepting the fact that this is a skills-based market right now. This isn't a relationship-based market. Agents who have skills right now are the ones that are going to win. Agents back in the, um, in the crash, guys, a lot of times the ones that were the most successful were the ones with the relationships, with the banks, with the asset managers, with the fill-in-the-blank. But now it's a skills-based market. And like Eric had his epiphany when he lost the listing he should have taken, and he said, okay, I need to make a change. A lot of you guys are going through that process, 
And like Eric, he was a little resolute. He said, you know, I'm not so sure this is for me. I think I've been successful at a whole bunch of different things in the past. You know, maybe this isn't for me. You know, he's been down that path the same as them. many of you need to go down that path as well. And here's what I want all of you to do. Homework, simple, free, absolutely uh, no strings attached. Go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. We've got 11 coaches. They do free coaching calls. The coaching calls last from 30 to 90 minutes. This isn't just some fluff call. You're going to be walking away knowing what your numbers are. It's going to be a drill down. And we're also going to give you two free books, Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate um, is one of them, and the other one is the Real Estate Treasure Map. So you guys go and you know request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. So, Eric, as we round the bend on today's radio show, I want to, first of all, sincerely thank you for being a great coaching client. I want to sincerely thank you for entrusting us um, with walking this path with you. It's been an honor and will be an honor to continue to be your coach, and I mean that sincerely. And um, anything else, Eric, you'd like to say to the listeners as we uh, wrap up today's show? I just want to say there is no magic bullet. This, But there are lots of things you can do to improve, to get to where you want to do. There is no magic bullet, but you can do it. You need a coach to help you do that, uh, unless you want to take 20 years figuring it out yourself. Go ahead and get a coach. Get this material to where you can figure it out now and start making money now. That's, that's, so, my, Eric, that's, that's, yeah, that's uh, what I say. It, it works. So if you're speaking to – you just had inspired me to ask one last question. If you're talking to the Eric of, say, five years ago, okay, if you can put yourself in a time machine and jump to the five years ago and you're talking to that agent or, you know, the, the agent you were, what would you say to that Eric? I would uh, – I'm fairly direct. Uh, I would say, hey, knucklehead, <laughs> uh, that, that this is not working as well as it could be. Look at that guy in the other office that's driving the nicer car, that's got more money, that's uh, you know, flying to Paris for a vacation and, uh, instead of going down to the beach. Uh, you could be like him, too. You're just as smart. You're just as talented. But you need to know what to do to make that happen. And go get a coach. Yeah, very well said. So, listeners, um, there you go, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And always a shout-out to our great sponsor, mojocells.com and my800homehotline.com. Eric, you use MojoCells in your business, don't you? Yes, I do. And uh, it's a good timing to say that because guess what? It's expired time coming up, last of the month, first oh, of the month. Uh, yeah, there I hope you everybody's go. on their mojo. Yeah, exactly. Mojo, guys, exactly. Definitely jump on Mojo because, as Eric just pointed out, thank you very much, Mr. Weaver. Uh, the last day of the month, the first day of the month, are traditionally where you're going to see the most expireds in your marketplace. And my God, guys, if you guys are not using Mojo Cells, it's not just for it's not just an auto dialer. It's literally, essentially, a complete real estate lead generation business system. That, in conjunction with 800 Home Hotline, uh, dare I say, maybe a CRM. That's really all you need in your real estate business. So maybe all those other emails and solicitations you guys are getting after you've employed those three things, you can really kind of forget about. So anything we can be doing for you, obviously, um, go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Mr. Weaver, thank you very much for your time today. Dr. Harris, thank you so much. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.